podcast for a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church if you want to reach us we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood and you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com thanks for joining us bag of shut the fuck up <laughs> kidding i love my kids i love my kids but they do talk a lot like non non-stop and then the one actually does talk in his sleep uh-huh. so it's literally they talk non-stop <laughs> <laughs> oh man this yeah even branding. the six-year-old the other day was like mom i heard myself talking in my sleep last night i was like did you now did you wake yourself up as well as everybody else that lives here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, joyous. Oh, my God. He's so cute, though, so it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Anyways, happy weekend. Yeah. Happy weekend. <laughs> After Dusty just told me one of the most depressing stories this morning. So I know. <laughs> it's fine. We can go back to ranting about high school reunions if you want. Yeah, that was great. That was fun. Um, so, yes, and you always get this look like, what are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. So, um, (laughs) I don't even remember. So, I think this was, like, through my Twitter trolling. I was like, oh, that's a good point. Someone had mentioned something about the second anointing. Oh. So, we're going to talk about that today. (laughs) And I had looked before, and I couldn't find very much information about it. There really isn't that much information about it. There's not. I only know of one person who's ever openly spoken about it because they received their second anointing and then left the church. I cannot Mm -hmm. think of his name, though. Well, there's somebody, I think, are you thinking about the guy that was on uh, Mormon Stories? Yeah. Yeah, he was on Mormon Stories, so. Yeah. Uh, He talked about it, and I saw some of my information comes from that. but the like literally nobody talks about it and i don't think the general population of like church members even really know it's a thing i had no idea until i saw that mormon stories or listened to that mormon stories podcast like yeah. did not know that that was cuz it's so secretive like it's it a is. special invitation you go to the temple after hours like not even staff is there yeah yeah this is some like major culty shit like this is like if you didn't if we didn't know we were in a cult before we're gonna know now (laughs) speaking of i'm now reading silver nitrate thank you very much so oh you're welcome (laughs) i mean i was gonna read it anyway because i loved mexican gothic so yes as as we know with my mushroom obsession now (laughs) <laughs> anytime i see a mushroom i think of that book and i think of you and i, I <laughs> and i'm like dusty this is the most disgusting thing ever but it's <laughs> uh, every time it's... i slice mushrooms to like cook them i'm like <laughs> <laughs> also listeners that's uh sylvia moreno garcia if you have not read any of her books she's incredible i just listened to daughter of dr moreau and that was really good Incredible. She's an incredible yeah. author. I love that she she does this uh like she's a uh Latina author and then she like everything's about Hispanic culture and like um all over like in Silver Nitrate the main character is a bisexual Latina and I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Um all right, so I'm gonna ask some questions, but I don't know if I should make it rhetorical or if I should see if you can answer. Well, I <laughs> didn't study, answer. so. <laughs> you did uh, what is the second anointing? 
from what oh, you I know. Oh, I know this. I know this. It's I've... it's like a special thing that's only given to like invited members who usually are like in high standing and have like contributed a lot of money to the church. Yeah. That's the one thing they all have in common is that they are rich. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, so this says the second anointing is a temple ordinance. The ordinance is typically given only to couples who have been sealed in marriage. So you have to get your first sealing first. Right. Yeah. Because it's a second. Yeah. Washing and anointing because your first is when you get touched by somebody with oil. (laughs) Which we've talked about. (laughs) Oh, my God. This weekend is so traumatizing. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> why Why haven't I heard about this before <laughs> well it's just like didn't you get touched with oil by when you, were you not naked during your temple no and, that was the next oh. question sorry oh. Oh. <laughs> yes I got touched show <laughs> <laughs> me on the doll where they touched you <laughs> um, that was an inappropriate joke. My bad. I'm very. I'm in a weird headspace. I apologize, everybody. Okay. I'm um, sorry. What was the question? Why haven't I heard of the second anointing before? Because it's sacred, Jake. It's very sacred, and you don't have enough money. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. It says here that it's invitation only and isn't generally taught in church meetings or in church publications. Yeah. Uh, why don't they teach openly about the second anointing today? Because everybody would be jealous because once you have your second anointing, you um, get your seat straight to the celestial kingdom. Oh, we're going to get into that, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's unclear why it is no longer mentioned in modern times. It might be because the ordinance is seen as sacred. This is from a site that's like pro-church. So, In the past, second anointings came up more often in church literature and church leaders mentioned it occasionally in public sermons. Is it okay to talk about it? I like no. how they, they talk about it like it's like, I don't know. It's just so weird how they talk about it. Anyway. Like yes. all of the stuff. We can't talk about our patriarchal blessing. We can't. Yeah. I just, okay. Don't talk about the endowment. Don't talk about the initiatory because that's fucking traumatic. But Yeah. You know, and, you know God forbid we have informed consent. Yeah. Uh, yes and no. The church officially tells members not to discuss the second anointing in classrooms or other church settings. Uh, however, in other contexts, the church the church has published descriptions and early accounts of second anointings. Latter-day Saint historians have also written about the second anointing. Some have cataloged and published records from the Nauvoo period onward on the ordinance. Uh, are there descriptions of how the ordinance was or is given? Yes, there are. <laughs> and we're gonna yeah, get into that. there's a podcast about it. <laughs> I haven't listened to that podcast. I need to, but it's incredible. I actually I went from the podcast to YouTube to watch it because I was like fascinated by it. this. Is like oh. I don't know a long time ago because I'm not really yeah, been a while. Yeah, I don't like I love what John Dillon is doing and I think it's incredible. He helped me a lot when I was first like what, but yeah, I don't really get into it very yeah. much anymore. There's like the odd one that I'm like, oh, I need to watch this, but yeah, yeah, it's sure. been a while. Uh, so temple records from Nauvoo give early descriptions of it, uh, written remembrances of those who received the ordinance also summarize what was said and done and why they thought it was significant. Um, so what's the first anointing? The first anointing is given as part of the temple initiatory ordinance. In that ordinance, a man or woman is washed and anointed to later become a king and a priest or a queen and a priestess. Although in the second anointing, people are ordained as priests and priestesses and kings and queens, they do not yet receive a kingdom. Yeah, because we have to get our planet. Yeah, this also goes into that because, like, they've suddenly just, like, I know, they backtracked on the planet thing. And I'm like, but, like, your doctrine supports that theory. So you can't just be, like... Supports that theory too. Yeah, like, like you're then, told flat out that you will become a god and goddess and yeah. be yeah. as god, like as god was, men are, as god is, men will be. Like that's their yeah. doctrine. So yeah. stop <laughs> with yeah. the we don't believe yeah, you got your own planet. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so the second anointing has two has other names: second endowment, second ordinances, and the fullness of the priesthood, <clears throat> and second blessings. That's like second breakfasts, eleven <laughs> C's. 
Elevensies? <laughs> I like how it always comes back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, are sealed up unto eternal life or having one's calling and election made sure or receiving the second comforter names for the second anointing? Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> Those terms are sometimes affiliated with the second anointing, but they aren't typically used as names for the ordinance. However, being sealed up unto eternal life is reportedly a part of the ordinance. So being sealed up and like, like you said, straight shot up to Celestial Kingdom. You are diamond level of the third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Platinum. Here's your sparkly cup. Only hey, Diet Coke, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no coffee here in the Celestial Kingdom. I don't want to go. <laughs> I know. Um, let's see does the second anointing or these assurances guarantee exaltation this is from the church site so no probably not joseph smith and other church leaders taught that these blessings are conditional upon faithfulness however orson pratt taught that being sealed unto eternal life would guarantee exaltation so they're just like cherry picking but but they're told during the second anointing that they have their they have been secured their place for exaltation. So again, it's the whole mm-hmm. they like they can't get their story straight and it drives me crazy. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, we're gonna get into it. So, <laughs> this is just the introduction. <laughs> I've heard that the children and parents who have received their second anointing are guaranteed exaltation. Is that true? Uh, it says no, probably not. This misunderstanding likely comes from a poor transcription of a sermon from J Dog given on August thirteenth. Hey. Is that today? That's today. That's today. 33. (laughs) Well. We planned it. We totally planned it. (laughs) This transcription error was repeated. Could you imagine if we were that like, oh, (laughs) yes. What happened on August 13th that we can, in the church history, that we could record on the same day (laughs) about. (laughs) People will be like, are, are. Jake and Dusty on new meds? <laughs> okay, okay. Like, maybe you should check on them. Something, something's <laughs> happening. That's, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> uh, so the transcription error was repeated. I love that. They're like, oh, it's a clerical error. <laughs> it's, it's a clerical error. Yeah. Sister, sister so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, sister so-and-so. Our, she made uh, a mistake. Our core transcriptionist was just on something that day. Um, the so it was repeated again in 1929, though. So I'm like, um, it, it, no, it can't that, be a mistake. That makes me think that it wasn't it, a mistake. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. do, do women get the priesthood when they receive the second anointing? You ready for this bullshit? Okay. Sort of. It depends on how you define priesthood. Women who receive their second anointing are ordained as queens and priestesses, but receiving the second anointing does not in itself authorize women to administer additional priesthood ordinances in this life. Of course not. Of course not. We don't get the pretend power. So I saw this tweet. I guess, I don't know if you call it, they're supposed to call him like a, an ex now. I don't know, whatever. Elon oh, Musk. Fuck off, Elon Musk. Oh, I got, so I, I called it a tweet on one of the, something I was trolling, and the guy was like, mm, it's actually not a tweet anymore. This isn't Twitter. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's your comeback? Like, okay. You, way you showed me. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> I said, thanks, Elon Musk. Like, I was just like, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm still calling it the Facebook, so whatever. <laughs> but um, she had she had said that the um, the equivalent to motherhood is fatherhood, and it's not it's not priesthood. The equivalent to oh, motherhood is not the priesthood; it's fatherhood. Right. So yeah. if you want to have an equivalent to the priesthood, the women need to have an equivalent to the priesthood. Yeah, and be, it's not Relief Society bringing centerpieces and tablecloths yeah. and snacks. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, were anointings performed in the Bible? Yes, we know that Jesus like washed feet and everything. And um, let's see, do people receive the second anointing today? Yes, probably. 
They said probably, but we know for sure. Um, a few church leaders have written about receiving their second anointing ordinance. Uh, when was the second anointing first given in modern times? Joseph Smith gave the second anointing to a select group on September 28, 1843. Uh, how are people invited to receive the second anointing? This is that's what the invitation only makes me think, just like super cult like ish. Like, it's so creepy. And then the, um, it's like a Masonic thing, like yeah. you're just like to be you're one, you know, no, one, no yeah. one to be one or something like that. Is what they say. And so that's what this feels like. I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, there's just something like, unless it's Harry Potter type envelope coming to me. Yeah. Does it come with an owl? <laughs> then I would go back to church just to get an owl. Like, can I, yeah, get an owl. And... <gasps> okay. I don't know if you've ever seen a fucking owl's ear. It's don't actually don't look it up because okay. it'll change your whole perception of an owl. Um, because okay. they're so cute and they're just so. Oh, I find them terrifying, but I think they're cute. But yeah, but also terrifying. You might be thinking but... about different owls though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the owls that I grew up like with in our like trees behind my house. Pretty sure one took my dog one time, so. Oh. Well, that part of it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, cute little burrowing owls, that's different. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this one off the rails. <laughs> it's our brand, remember? <laughs> Side note, Dusty's terrified of birds. It's fine. It's the way we cope with what we're talking about is we just go <laughs> off. We just talk about other things. <laughs> like, oh, Nita. by the way, owls—they're great. <laughs> they're, they're also terrifying, but <laughs> it's like comedic relief. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, how are people invited to receive the second anointing? As of 1926, the president of the church invites potential recipients directly based on the recommendation of a member of the quorum of the twelve. So they have to be the Q12. So they have to know your name, basically. Like, that's 99% of the people completely disqualified. Yeah. They literally just know the general authorities. And I bet, I guarantee Rusty Nelson doesn't know Joe Schmo and the uh, area presidency down in, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. You know, like... No, there's somebody that's in charge of knowing who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Joseph Smith's time, second anointings were typically given to church leaders and their close family. Under Brigham Young, barf, it was expanded to include several hundred people later in the 19th and early 20th century. Before 1926, stake presidents would recommend candidates to the president of the church who would either approve or reject their recommendation. That's wild to me to think that like a stake president could do that. Like That's very they, strange. Yeah. They had that direct communication with the president of the church. Yeah. Like I have a relative who's a state president. And it's very oh. weird to think about him like chatting on the phone with Rusty. <laughs> well, yeah. It, now they're just so far removed from everything. But, yeah. It's true. Uh, is the second anointing an ordinance that is done by proxy for the dead? Uh, apparently you can. Yes. The ordinance has sometimes been performed for the dead. It's unknown if the church still practices second anointings by proxy today. I don't know how I you, would. But I would doubt would you, it. Yeah. I guess you would just have people standing in for it, just like baptisms for the dead. But I just when you we're gonna get into how it's done because <laughs> I'm just like I'm imagining this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, is uh, the second anointing something that someone should expect to receive? No, probably not in mortality. Historically, it was rarely performed, and today it is probably even rarer. I like how they're just like, mm, let's just give this to the people that, the masses, you know, and let them know that, like, this is a thing, because, like, they're addressing that it's there. Yeah. But they're saying, like, mm, but don't worry about it. You're not going to get it, basically. <laughs> I, there's, I, I would put money on there being, like, a dollar value of donations before you're even considered if i they're gonna call it like more like being you know furthering the work or whatever but i bet you anything it has to do with money oh yeah 
um, I saw just recently that they donated like 44 million to something, and, I, and then somebody commented, they're like, oh, that's like 0.044% of a billion of something like that. And I was like, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gave my son a quarter yesterday. It's pretty big of me. Yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, see, and then you call them out on that, and they're like, oh, you don't like us giving money to people? Yeah. Big good thing. I'm like, well, if you think about percentages. like, Yeah, look at the big picture. <laughs> look at the big picture. Yeah. Also, you're, like, not, like, there's, it's very specific things that they donate to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, in the... Latter-day Saint movement, the second anointing is the pinnacle ordinance of the temple. Uh, this is from Wikipedia, I believe. Yes. Um, there's a Wikipedia page? I mean, there's a Wikipedia page for everything, but that, like, just blows my mind a little bit. Like, you could just, like... It's the second anointing, I know. <laughs> Get on <Enter>. the webs. <laughs> the interwebs. <laughs> Let's Get hang on out the on the interwebs. <laughs> uh, what was it? Giselle was, um, was saying... What did she say? She's like, this person said they're older than Google. And I'm like, I'm older than Google. And she's like, I'm older what? Than Google. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, it started in 1998. And I was like, uh-huh, I was 15. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I, was, I, did I, math, was, right? I did. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Oh, oh, just let me turn to dust. <laughs> dust is dusty as dust <laughs> <laughs> my kids have realized that, like i have a grown-up name not just mom and i said something about oh this cabinet's very dusty <laughs> and they were like <laughs> dusty you're dusty they can't <laughs> and i was like <laughs> never heard that before <laughs> but it's cute that you think it's funny <laughs> oh all right, so founder Joseph Smith taught that the function of the ordinance was to ensure salvation, guarantee exaltation, and confer godhood. In the ordinance, a participant is anointed as priest and king and a pre- or a priestess and queen and is sealed to the highest degree of salvation available in Mormon theology. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, Mormonism's largest de- 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 denomination. I like that they separated that. They're like, Mormonism's largest de- denomination. So, cause, yeah, like, because yeah, because like all is. the fundies are considered Mormon too, right? So yeah. yeah, it has to be like we're a sect. I say we as if we're still in. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I do it all the time. But like, <laughs> it's a sect of Mormonism because uh-huh. they're all like fundies yeah, go by Mormons. That's, yeah. that's I know all yeah. this bullshit of like, oh, we don't want. It's a it's a blah 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 for Satan. It's just because they don't want you to Google Mormons because that's where you get all like the crazy shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> I called somebody Mormon because they were they'd called me moron and I was trying to play on that and he didn't understand. It went way over his head. And he was like, <laughs> I'm not. Is my name's not Mormon moron? And I was like, okay. I was like, ooh, sorry for the uh, what was it the um. Now I can't think of the word. You just you just said it too, kind oh, of the oh. um. It's a victory for Satan. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. What is, what, is what is it in English? What is it in English? What is the word in English? Oh, victory. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the ordinance is currently only given in private to select couples. Uh, the Elders Church regularly performed the ceremony by nominated couples from the 1840s to the 1920s and continued less, less regularly into the 1940s. Uh, under Smith, Joseph Smith introduced... The Nauvoo Endowment in 1842, but stated that his work in establishing the fullness of the priesthood was not yet complete. In August 1843, Church Apostle Brigham Young stated that if any of the church, any in the church, had the fullness of the priesthood, he did not know it. Young understood that the fullness of the priesthood involved an anointing as king and priest for the actual kingdom to be given after resurrection. The first time a second anointing was performed was on September 28, 1843, when Smith and one of his wives, Emma, received it. <laughs> <laughs> one of his wives yeah i love this like whoever wrote this wikipedia was like on it a mm, um, little, little bit of shade little, yeah little shade of uh during smith's lifetime the second anointing was performed on at least 20 men and 17 women which doesn't really that doesn't track, track. but 
The math isn't mathing. <laughs> the math isn't mathing. You know what? The math never maths in the church, so. It's true. It's true. Uh, after Smith's death and the subsequent succession crisis, um, Young, <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, Young became leader for the majority of Smith's adherents. And in January 1846, he began administering the second anointing in the nearly completed Nauvoo Temple. Uh, Young readministered the ordinance to many of those who had received it under Smith, and he de- delegated. Why did he need to readminister it? That's dumb. He's weird. Because he didn't do it first, and he had to do it himself, Jake, because he's so self important. Yeah. When I think of Brigham Young, I think I think of like dirty, nasty, like doesn't bathe, and then like uh, <laughs> like that was just the 1840s, were, though. <laughs> no, they didn't bathe. Like they didn't bathe regularly, so he was already just like a dirty, nasty person anyway. And then like <laughs> on top of that, I just figure that he would be like one of those people that like short and uh, not not that there's anything wrong with being short. <laughs> I'm thinking like five two. Like he was like short, short, and like beard, like the beard, crusty beard, and like nasty. I'm gonna and, Google yeah. how tall like was Brigham Young. <laughs> how tall was Brig? I gotta, I gotta know now. <laughs> Five foot eight inches. <laughs> he's your height. <laughs> I'm shorter than him, but it's fine. <laughs> but yes, he's my height. He is short. They always make it sound like he's like this tall, big boo. You well, know? like because okay. his statue at BYU was like yeah. 17 feet tall. I swear. He's and he's such an imposing, mean-looking figure. Like. Even when I was a kid fully in, I was terrified of him. Yeah. Like, something about him just made me afraid. Yeah. That was your um, nervous system telling you <laughs> that, um, no, this is wrong. Stranger danger! Run! Stranger danger! <laughs> um, let's see. Where was I? This is great. Uh, and he's redelegated, blah, blah, blah. Uh, dele- and he delegated his authority to others who performed nearly 600 second anointings. Some to polygamous unions before the temple was closed on February 7th, 1846. After okay. migration to the... What? Sorry, I just had to say the next Google search down was who was Brigham Young's favorite wife. Oh, who is it? Harriet Amelia Folsom, wife number 25. <laughs> Bring me 25. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm just had to interrupt because... Tonight. I need 25. <laughs> <laughs> but it really upset wife number 27, so there you uh, go. Oh. You know, because he only had 56 of them, so... Oh. And to think of fighting over a 5'8", grisly, like, bleh, gross beard, like, he's probably got, like, crusty crusts in his beard, and, like... um. Like he's got bo, definite bo, <laughs> and he's like, like and he believes in slavery, and and he's like, oh yeah, slavery, woohoo! And then he's like, oh, I want all the wives, all of them. <laughs> and they're like, yes, please. And fighting over that. <laughs> you know, I love my husband, but like, I if some other bitch was like, hey, I'd be like, you know what? How about him? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a really good book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'll be over here reading. <laughs> I can finish a few here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Could you keep it down, please? <laughs> I'm trying to read in here. <laughs> Uh, beginning in the 1870s, second anointings began to be performed vicariously for dead members of the church, which is weird to me. Like, if you're going to keep it's it all weird, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're you're very right. Like uh, listening to it from like a distance now is like what the fuck. <laughs> like the audacity. To be like, we're doing this for somebody who has no ability to answer for themselves because they're dead oh. is just insane to me. Yes. Um, let's see. So, okay. So, sorry, I'm just trying to get my notes together here. All right. So, let's see. In the 1880s, church president John Taylor 
was concerned that too many second anointings were being performed, and he instituted a series of procedural safeguards requiring recommendation by a stake president and a guideline that the ordinance belonged particularly to old men. All I can think of is, guys, if we give everybody diamond value, then it won't be as important. Yeah. (laughs) I think we should only make 15 glitter cups per year. (laughs) <laughs> and you can only you have to be 60 plus like apparently yeah, or something okay. i don't know and um <laughs> you you have to have a good retirement like fund or something i don't know and then anyway in 1901 like john taylor just suddenly was like nope not everybody just kidding um, in 1901, Church President Lorenzo Snow further limited accessibility to the ordinance by outlining stringent criteria for worthiness. Imagine that. More stringent criteria for worthiness. <laughs> uh, <sighs> what was that thing about, like, uh, by my works? What did, no, not by my works, you shall know them. It's the faith without works is dead, but, like, yeah. so, like, whenever I was on my mission, they were, like, People are like, you guys believe with, about faith faith with works. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. you believe works, your works are more important yeah. to your salvation, yeah. And not just faith. And, not I, faith, and, yeah. Um, and I was like, no, we don't. You know you know how you like defend that when of you're in it. Do. You're just like, no, we believe in faith, but we also believe in works. And they're like, but that's just literally what we just said you know like it's just like what the i can imagine now now that like i'm out of it i'm like i can imagine how frustrating that would be to talk to a missionary and be like do you see what you're saying yeah you you just you know you know just kind of like (laughs) so yeah 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 talking to believing members about things i'm just like you are just con- contradicting yourself, and you don't. You just refuse to even listen to what's coming out of your own mouth. Yeah. But but I'm I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah, we're the we're the lazy learners. Remember, mm, we're the yeah. ones that don't know shit about our the doctrine. Yeah. Do you think I didn't put everything in my soul into hoping and wishing and praying? Oh yeah. That like. Yeah, and I um. I think of like how badly I wanted it to be true, but like, um, but then I also knew the cost of what if it is true, then I'm like going to hell because I'm gay, you know, like those contradictory feelings, you know, and I just, I like, and to think of like these other members that are like going through that same thing, like that they have these contradictions in their head that they're just like, well, there's this, I have these feelings, but not even like talking about sexuality specifically, but like maybe questions over doctrine. And then they're mm-hmm. just like, they have to f- wrestle with that. And then they're told you're given that messaging that if you're, if you're questioning, you're not faithful enough. You're not doing, you know, you must, yeah. you need to be doing that. It goes back to the works thing. You're just doing, yeah. you just need to read more scriptures. You just need to go to the temple more. You just need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. No. like the fear that was put into me for years that if I left I was losing my son but like knowing that my son was sealed to someone who was abusive to me like it was just (sighs) yeah like I just I can't I can't even it is to be told somebody to look in your eyes and say okay but then you lose your child they're ripped from you like it was bad enough that they were ripped from you to begin with but secondly they're gonna rip them from you again and give them to somebody who treated you like shit because he has a penis and he has a priesthood like okay like what what like uh... (sighs) that both enrages me and hurts my heart (laughs) to think about It's a real uh, depressing day over. I told you, it's, this week is very traumatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a little note in the <laughs> episode notes. Um, today is a doozy. <laughs> just... a doozy. Happy wedding anniversary. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first one. Not, not yeah. with my current love of my life. <laughs> it was tomorrow. Is that what it was? 14? Tomorrow, yeah. I got married 20 years ago tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we have listeners that weren't even alive when I got married, probably. So, yeah. 
That's fine. Also, this is my side note. This is my first episode as a 40-year-old. Thank you. (laughs) You're glowing. You don't even look 40. (laughs) The face of a 32-year-old. Sometimes I feel, I'm like, oh, yep, I feel the 40. There it is right there. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Uh, all right. By 1918, over 14,000 second anointings had been performed for the living and the dead. During the administration of Church President Heber J. Grant in the 1920s, the frequency of second, excuse me, the second anointings was dramatically reduced. Um, this just goes into numbers. But in 1949, one apostle wrote the right had been practically discontinued, which is uh, modern LDS practice. Second anointings continue to be practiced in the modern day church. For example, Russell M. Nelson eh, uh, mentioned in the 1979 autobiography that he and his wife attended a special meeting in the temple at the invitation of President Spencer W. Kimball in 1974 that could possibly have been for the Nelsons to receive the second anointing. Uh, there's no possibly about it. There's guaranteed. Uh, the sacred nature of this event precludes our mentioning more about it here. Other than to say that it did take place, but this experience is of the greatest importance to us, importance to us and to our family. That's what Rusty Rusty said. Rusty, I don't know where that came from. Russ Russell. Russell. Good old. <laughs> uh, I like to call just Rusty to the Twitter Mormons because it right. like, I'm just like yeah, I don't care. He's no, he's just an old man to me. I don't know if I... Yeah, we don't hold him up on this pedestal, so yes. we're evil. Because yeah. we just realize he's just some dude. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we'll get into the ceremony in a minute. But the first anointing meanings. Uh, the first anointing refers to the washing and anointing part of the endowment ceremony in which a person is anointed to become a king or priest. This is kind of pre- repetitive. Second anointing meanings. Church leaders. <gasps> what? I just realized today would be the 19 year anniversary of me getting my endowment out. Nope. Oh, shit. Maybe it would be tomorrow. I can't remember if we did it exactly on our anniversary. I just had my anniversary. Some I had an. I think I did it on my birthday. So it would have been, and that was in 2002. So it would be. Is that right? Yeah. 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 2002. What year are we in? <laughs> 23. So, 20. One years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh my god, that was really difficult. Yeah, no. Oh, the math. <laughs> math is not mathing. Yeah, because we, my ex and I, got married civilly, and then we got sealed a year later. I think it was on our actual anniversary. So it would be tomorrow, but I mean, by the time this comes out, whatever. But yeah, so 19 years ago, I was getting ready to go through the temple. We should have an episode about our um, first time. <laughs> Our vir- when our temple virginity was, when our cherry was popped. Our cherry was popped in the temple. <laughs> our temple pop, temple cherry popping episode. <laughs> Jake, it's my anniversary. It's the anniversary of my son dying, and now you want to talk about this. <laughs> why why how, do you hate me? How many more ways can I traumatize Dusty? <laughs> Bad week. Couple <laughs> oh. shit, wedding shit. Ah! <laughs> and then, of course, I chose a temple thing to talk about. <laughs> this is why I drink, everybody. <laughs> Before we were recording, Dusty was saying that she was looking at her booze, like ah, maybe just a little, just a little, just, just, just a little. Oh, as I pour like the rest of the bottle, shakes the drops out. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, if we don't laugh about it, we'll cry. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Church special leaders. meeting just creeps me out, though. Like, if somebody said, do you want to come to a special meeting? I'd be like, is there upside-down pineapples? What's happening? <laughs> like, that just, that just, like, gives me a little bit of a, like, eh. So this whole thing makes me think of swingers a little bit because I'm just like, I guarantee these people like get their second anointing and then they can just like, oh, they can do whatever they want. The only (laughs) thing they cannot do is come out against the church. That's the only thing that they that would take it away. They they're like they're free from sin. 
they could drink, they could smoke, they could. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that, but oh, well, I guess we can we can talk about it now because okay. okay so the thing was I was thinking like what was it? I was saying because I had somebody had put, said it about in um on Twitter. Everything goes back to Twitter for me. I don't know why. It's so dumb. I hate. You've been on fire lately on Twitter. Yeah, you guys. But... I mean, I don't have the Twitter or the X or whatever they <laughs> call it now. But Jake sends me screenshots of the things he say, and it's just like so good. <laughs> so it's so well thought out. It's the things I wish I could say, but would like have to lay in bed for nights. <laughs> contemplating the situation until I had the perfect script. So one of my no. favorite clapbacks that I did was when the guy was like, "We should uh, use the title of Liberty flags." And I was like, "Oh well, his I said the Pride flag would be it stands for love and unity and freedom and you know, res- you know, mm-hmm. respecting other people's love and everything." Well, the title of Liberty would basically just be LARPing. <laughs> Let's go LARP with our Nephi. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we're on a quest. 11? Is that when... Third Nephi oh. 11 is when Christ comes to America. I, think so. I, hate I, I, I just I, remember doing that in Moroni's Quest. And I know I have a friend whose kids are on Moroni's Quest right now. And I'm just like... <sighs> so they're LARPing. They're LARPing the Book of Mormon right now. Yeah. I'm but. sure it's not, like, racially appropriation or anything. No, definitely <laughs> not dressing up like Lamanites. Uh, so I had said something about how, okay, so you have Rustle, we have proof that, well, like we can basically could infer that he has had the second anointing from what he said. And then, so anything he says, like he can, anything he says can go because, and it doesn't matter because He's got the second anointing. And so if it's the leaders, these leaders that have the second anointing and they could go straight to heaven, whatever, they, like, it doesn't matter what they do, what they say to you, because, like, they're okay. They're good to go. But, like. We're on the same wavelength because I'm like. (laughs) Oh, he was speaking as a man. Doesn't fucking matter because he's had his second anointing. It doesn't matter what he says. He can lead the church astray because he's already been saved. What does he care about you and me sitting in pews? He's already got his second anointing. He's scot-free. Yeah. So if he says musket fire and people are shooting, that's not on him. According to the church, he was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's the catalyst for people being murdered. Mm-hmm. He's off scot free because of this whole situation, and that's what makes me insane. Dallin H. Oaks says we will never apologize for anything because, oh, I don't have to apologize for that because I'm free, scot clear because I got my second anointing. There's no ownership, there's no acknowledgement, there's no taking blame for mistakes that were made because they don't make mistakes. They can do whatever they want. And that's what makes me so absolutely incredibly insane about the church is they will never take ownership for the mistakes they've made because they don't have to. They do not have to take ownership of anything. There's no acknowledgement because they already have their diamond platinum level. That's because of the secret bullshit that they... And because it's not widely known, people just like, oh, yeah, he's a prophet. So they tout him as a prophet, like these, you know, these high positions that we need to listen to. And then, of course, you're going to listen to him. But then you don't realize that the underlying reason that they just say whatever the fuck they want is because they can. they can. Yeah. Yeah. And so when things change and we have this generation that has been raised in this bigotry and racism and suddenly the platform has changed and they're now sinning, they have to take ownership of that. But they it's oh, I can't I can't I can't. The generational indoctrination is so Mm -hmm. disgusting to me. Yeah. And that's why you get a guy in Provo, Utah, that's like, oh, extreme. Yeah. extreme what was it the like he the extremist and he's unhinged and he threatened the president, threatened the of, the president united states. of the united states because then, what he grew up with told him to not have to listen to the government that there was a higher calling that we are better than the government that we listen to god's commandments mm-hmm. he was raised in that and so now that prophet has gone on and so suddenly he's radical because that's not the new, oh, it just, it makes yeah. me insane. And the church can maintain distance from that because they don't have to take ownership of that. They're just no. like, oh, well, he was. He was speaking like as the, a man. 
just like with the Valos and the Daybells, they don't have to take ownership with that because they're just like, oh, they, they just they went off and did their own thing. But no, those are they took your doctrine and that's that's where it started from was your doctrine. Yeah. It's you not. told them they could have personal revelation. Their personal revelation was people were turning into zombies and needed to be murdered. They don't take ownership of that. No. And it pisses me off so yeah. deeply. Whew. Yeah, I knew this would be uh, fiery at some point. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't even need the booze today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when you get all fired up. And just, like, I know, the rage comes out. To my soul. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about incensed Dusty that's just like... <laughs> probably because I'm just like so like, whatever, all the time. <laughs> Kids burning down my house. That's fine. Yeah. We'll just repaint. No big deal. So we'll talk about the feminine priestesshood. Uh, so uh, the second is performed only on married heterosexual couples, of course. Of course. Some writers have argued that because of this, women receive, who receive the second anointing in which they are anointed as priestesses are ordained or are ordained. That's hard to say. Are ordained to the fullness of the priesthood in the same manner as their husbands. These scholars suggest that Smith may have considered these women to have, in fact, received the power of the priesthood, though not necessarily a specific priesthood office. Okay, but we know that women pre- did priesthood things yeah, we back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, were healing and doing all sorts of like blessings and stuff. They were blessings. And, they were doing the washings. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole, like, no, women weren't, no, that never happened. The gaslighting. And I know we use that word a lot and not properly, but this is what it is. They're saying, no, that we don't do that for women. Yet we have documented proof that it happened, that this was a thing. (sighs) So, like, those women that were doing this stuff were just lying, apparently. I don't know. Like It's 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 fake. Yeah. It didn't happen. Well, it's the... that's the misogyny coming in, obviously, because it's like the, um, oh, we don't believe women. You know, you just, they're just, meh. They yeah. don't have a spot at the table. So, like, why would we, even back then, they didn't, nobody talked, nobody listened to them, whatever. So, like, whatever they said is probably just you know, misinterpreted. Yeah. And I've had an apologist say to me, well, in Joseph Smith's time, they weren't really doing things the way it was supposed to be done. Like, they were still trying to figure things out, and so mistakes were made. How is that possible? It's Joseph Smith's church. Like, you can't tell me that the guy who made the church wasn't making sure that mistakes weren't being, like, what? That's so, such a fucking empty excuse. Absolutely. Uh, So the guy that you're talking about before that um, talked about his um, uh, second anointing is former state president Thomas Phillips. And he was on Mormon Stories podcast, um, and he gave an accounting account of the second anointing performed by the highest leaders of the church for he, he and his wife. He also said that afterwards he was asked to recommend other couples for the ordinance, but to keep it quiet and to not discuss it, that he and his wife had received their second anointing. So if you want to listen to that, I don't know which episodes they are, but they're, it's from 2012. So you'd probably have to, or yeah, so you'd probably have to go way back, but um, I used to have the episode numbers, but I don't have it anymore. Um, so, the to finish off, I will show you. I'll tell you what the the actual endowment, the actual second anointing is. I was so surprised that I found this because I remember looking at this, like if you like maybe last year, because I was like, I want to talk about that because I don't know much about it, and I couldn't find anything. And now it's suddenly like stuff is coming out. So, uh, this is from ldsendowment.org. I have the numbers if you want them. They're 535 through 539 on Mormon Stories. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so are you ready to hear about what the the actual ceremony is? (laughs) Yay. Yay. Uh, The second anointing is administered only to married couples on the recommendation of it. Oh, this is from LDSendowment.org. I think it's like a... They have, like, the endowment session. Like, they have everything, like, all the ceremonies on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it church affiliated? No. Oh. Wow. Um, Although I'm sure the church would be like, you had informed consent. You could have looked at that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a way loophole. Yeah. 
Um, but then they're told not to search for stuff like that. I know. It's such a, so it's <laughs> such a circular. Ugh. It's just all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Only the first portion of the second anointing, the anointing itself, can be performed vicariously for the dead. Before a couple can receive the second anointing, the husband must receive the ordinance of washing the feet under the direction of the president of the church. The washing of feet is administered in the Holy of Holies or in a ceiling room set apart for this purpose. So culty. Uh, So part one is the anointing. The rite of anointing is administered in the Holy of Holies or in another room. Uh, The rite is performed by the president of the church or under his direction. Normally two witnesses are present, of course. For this right, a husband and a wife wear the robes of the holy priesthood, so you're in your, like, uh, your tall garb with the green apron and a Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the women have to be veiled. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's this. Um, it is not necessary for the officiator to be dressed in the robes, though. Then you do a prayer circle. The husband leads a prayer circle using the true order of the prayer taught in the endowment. He offers the signs, the tokens of the holy priesthood, then prays at the altar. Anointing of the husband. The officiator anoints the husband's head with oil. The officiator then lays hands on the husband's head and ordains him a king and a priest to the most high God to rule and reign in the house of Israel forever. Saying this stuff, I'm like, ugh, this, ugh, ugh. The officiator pronounces upon the husband additional blessings as the Spirit directs. Typically, he is blessed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the power to bind and loose, curse and bless, the power to live as long as life is desirable, the power to open the heavens, the power to obtain to godhood, and the sealing up to eternal life. So, sorry. <laughs> you imagine somebody putting their hands on your head. I mean, we've had this happen multiple times. And saying, you can live forever until yeah. life is no longer designed. Could you, could you, could you just <laughs> as and say that, Matt, fire. next we get hit by a bus. Like, yeah. could, <laughs> you know, I wanted to live and see my grandchildren thrive, but I decided to be hit by, like, I just, I cannot. Also, it makes you think of, like, okay, so you get your second anointing. What's to stop you from just, like, Okay, well, I'm done. I'm going to heaven anyway. I'll just, you know, oof myself. You know, like... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Anointing of the wife. The officiator anoints the wife's head with oil. The officiator then lays hands on the wife's head and ordains her a queen and priestess to her husband, of course. To her <laughs> husband. Yeah. To rule and reign with him in his in his kingdom forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officiator pronounces upon the wife additional blessings as the spirit directs. Typically, she's blessed to live as long as, as life is desirable, to receive all the blessings of the everlasting priesthood, to be an heir to all the blessings that are sealed upon her husband. So she just like... She's an heir. She doesn't get her own. Yeah. She just yeah. gets the, what, the seconds, like the sloppy seconds. <laughs> blessings. <laughs> Uh, that's probably shouldn't say that anyway that's terrible (laughs) but true (laughs) but true to receive all the blessings of the everlasting priesthood to be an heir to all the blessings sealed upon her husband to be exalted to to her husband's exaltation that's how it's just like it's all about her husband it's not about like she doesn't yeah to have ministering angels to attend her so the the eunuchs or whatever the gays that are ministering angels (laughs) That was I was always told that like oh but you can you'll still be able to go to the celestial kingdom but you'll be a ministering angel so you won't like if you're not ever married and you're just like me like but can't I get married in the celestial kingdom too like by proxy whatever it doesn't track none of it makes sense none of it makes sense there's (laughs) no actual answers for anything it's all just very convoluted and confusing yep but it's Uh, okay we'll figure it out in the next life Jake yep don't worry about it right now. Yeah. To attain to Godhood, to have posterity without end, and to be sealed up to eternal life. So I just find it <laughs> posterity without end. Every time I hear that, I'm like, so I get to be pregnant forever. Mm-hmm. Popping out little babies. <laughs> I am not a happy pregnant person. <laughs> There's a reason that we have two and are done because I 
<laughs> I think in my last pregnancy, I threw a bowl of salsa at my husband, and he was like, "Yeah, crazy." <laughs> go lay down because I just get insane like I just I can't cope with the hormones I can't cope with the pain like I just am not a pleasant person so thinking about just continually having children even without like a mortal body or what the fuck ever <laughs> just sounds horrible to me and traumatizing yeah uh, you're right I can't even I don't know in what world that's like a, ooh, yay, sign me up. Like, why are women so just like, okay, cool, I'll just get to have babies all for eternity. I love my children with every fiber of my soul, but they are not, like, right now, they are my whole world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because they're little. They need Mm -hmm. me. But, like, I am a full person outside of just being their mom. And I couldn't imagine thinking, like, oh, for the rest of eternity, I'm just, I'm just a mother. I'm just a helper to my husband. I'm just like I couldn't imagine that being the end all, the end all of my life. Like mm-hmm. I have the hopes and dreams too. I have things that I want to do with my life. It just, it, it makes me sad in a way. You know, <laughs> I don't know why this. Is, it makes me think of Barbie. Because she was, I know, so she was created to be at a time when women couldn't have credit cards, they couldn't have their own careers, they couldn't have all these things, so they create, she create, she was created so that women and girls could see themselves in those places. In those places, yeah. You could be a doctor, you could be a scientist, you could be a vet, you could be a cupcake shop owner, you, the, the parameters of that were placed on women were so stringent that even thinking about I could own my own business someday was something that little girls were never even me only you know 30 whatever years ago the end all be all was to find a husband get married have babies yeah and I did that and look at how it fucked me up for so like I'm still pretty fucked up (laughs) 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 but like the the opportunity to to have aspirations beyond is not a bad thing right i don't love my children less than somebody who only wants to be a mom and i'm not saying if you only want to be a mom that you're a bad person absolutely not do you but i'm just saying the ability to have those dreams does not make me a lesser woman Mm -hmm. For for wanting to work in publishing, to want to edit books, like that doesn't make me less of a of a mother and of a woman because mm-hmm. I want to do those other things too. Yeah, you know. Uh, I feel you. <sighs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> next, the couple receives a charge, including an injunction not to disclose the fact that they have received the second anointing. The couple is then taught how to administer the second part of the ordinance, the washing of feet in preparation for the husband's burial, which the couple will perform in their own home. I think I just found the episode title. The first what? rule of second anointings, we don't talk about second anointings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so washing in preparation for his burial? Yeah. And then they do it like later. They do it at home in the privacy of their own home. Oh, that sounds just all sorts of kinky that I'm not into. Yeah. Not the anointing it. is, yeah, not to yuck anybody's yum, but uh, the anointing is recorded by hand in a leather-bound register. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty's dying right now. <laughs> not vegan leather. We don't want no hippies up in here. <laughs> So the part two, the washing of feet, the preparation of, for burial. I'm just like, this is so weird. It's so fucking why, weird. Why preparation for burial? Like, I, don't, I know He's that we do, alive. like, washing of the body and stuff to prepare, like, and, like, dressing the body. I know that's, like, a big thing. Mm. But, like, really? While we're still alive and, like, we're, oh, because the next best thing is death so we can be in a better place. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, if they put me in those fucking temple clothes and put a little fucking Pillsbury Doughboy hat on me when I buried I'm haunting everybody everybody if you I'm haunting go first, the I'll, prophet I'll, 
I'm haunting. I'm haunting, and I'm bringing all. I'm bringing Emma Smith with me. I'm bringing. <laughs> who else am I bringing with me? I'm bringing Harvey Milk. I'm bringing. Um, I'm bringing oh. Fanny. Fanny, what's her name? Fanny, Fanny Elder. Fanny Elder. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. I'm haunting everybody. Yeah. Everybody. If you go before <laughs> me, I'll come with my little walker and make a scene. Yeah. <laughs> he will be dressed in Barbie pink. That's right. <laughs> or just cremate me. I don't care. But <laughs> yeah, put me in whatever. Yeah. Put me in it. Put me and my mom in a KFC bucket. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I put my have my ashes in. Put me in like a. Hmm, I'd have to think about that one. Or uh, turn me into a record of my favorite band. Oh. 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Just the kill over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Uh, Alright, so the washing of feet in preparation for burial is performed in the couple's home at a time of their own choosing. In this portion of the rite, the couple officiate for themselves. So the husband dedicates the home and a room in which to perform the rite. And then the wife, the wife washes and anoints her husband's according to the pattern given in John 12. Thus, what the wife does is in memorial of what Mary did. The rite is understood to prepare the husband for burial and to give the wife claim on him in the resurrection. Oh, honey. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not touching your stinky-ass feet. Mm-mm. Having authority, the wife pronounces upon her husband whatever blessing the spirit directs. So she's able to like do some sort of blessing. So there you go. That's the... Yeah, she gets it's a hard to pass the for feet. Me. She gets to wash the feet. The well. feet What if there, you? There's a point. Like, like I, I love my little babies, little feeties, and I used to <clears throat> eat their toes. Not really, but I would like take, take their cute little feeties yeah. and then mm, we didn't, we did yeah. right. And then there <laughs> becomes a point where they stop being cute little feeties and mm. they become stanky feet. Yeah, yeah. And I. I Mm-mm. And there's people Mm-mm. that have like real like phobias of feet. Like, oh, what I'm this, terrified what if of the touching woman feet. Has if, like she doesn't want. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he's like, um, but our exaltation depends upon you touching yeah. my feet. Latex gloves. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Mask. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's get it. Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's even been times where Pat has like put his feet on my bear's leg, and I've been like, no, <laughs> don't touch me. I don't know. Head to toe uh, flannel. That's my that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like socked feet too. Also, just oh, I don't know what it is. You ever slept with somebody that doesn't take their socks off? Ew, no, yeah, no. I, I have, and it's like... I have to. What is that about? Like, this is what's, totally... What's going on here, hon? This... What? I can see your <laughs> dick, but I can't see your toes. I mean, not that I want to see toes, but it's just a weird... Like, aren't you hot? What are we, what are like, we doing here? Like, it yeah. just, like, just ugh, feels weird. Sex with socks on is not sexy. I'm sorry. Sorry for all of you out there who keep your socks on. Drink it's just sex. a weird thing. It's just weird, okay? It's very weird. Yeah. No judgment, but also judgment. <laughs> no, super, super hardcore judgment. Super hardcore judgment. So, so much. Whew, all right, that was, the, that was the second anointing for you. Did you love it? Fun. I'm glad that we broke the first rule it. and talked about it. <laughs> Yeah, across.